Welcome to the Forward Church Podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Now let's get ready to dive into today's message. We know you'll be blessed. Here's the thing. You have Jesus proposing the same question to two different people or people groups in this scripture. What is that question? What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? On one hand, you have the disciples, James and John. They, have, they are disciple, the disciples of Jesus Christ. They've been following Jesus now roughly for three and a half years of Jesus' public ministry. And you would think by now they should know the heart of Jesus. After following him for three and a half years, you would think that they would be a little bit more like their teacher. But yet we see them asking a question that is really selfish. It's self-centered. Their question in and of itself is not intended for them in, 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 in a sense to be close to Jesus. It's not a closeness to Jesus that they desire, but is a position that they desire. It's a place of honor that they are seeking. Remember that it's a place of honor that they are seeking from Jesus. Now, does Jesus grant their request? No. Because he says it's not for mine to give you, but it's for those basically that the Father has already ordained to be there, reading between the lines there. Jesus submits to the Father and he, he lets James and John know it's not my, it, that's not for me to decide, but only the Father's. Now we, we pick up right here. And on one hand, you have the disciples, James and John. On the other hand, you find this man by the name of Bartimaeus. And what we're going to do here, and I don't have time to get into everything that we talked about last week, but I had to set that up, right? I had to lay that foundation right, right there. See, the name Bartimaeus, in simplest terms, combines the Aramaic prefix bar, which means son or son of, and the Greek word or the Greek name, so you have an Aramaic term or an Aramaic prefix, and then you have this Greek name, Timaeus. Now, I don't know if you have ever studied the name Timaeus before, but I looked up the name Timaeus. And Timaeus, would you know, means honor. I don't know if you're tying two and two together yet in this house this morning. But you have disciples in James and John who are seeking a position of and on the side of the road in a ditch, you have a blind beggar whose name actually means son of honor. But as we will see later in this message, Bartimaeus is not seeking honor. Bartimaeus is not seeking honor as James and John was seeking honor. Bartimaeus was actually not seeking honor, but Bartimaeus was giving honor. And there's a huge difference. We're going to look at that. But I'm going to sort of go line by line in this, in this scripture. Verse 46, you see, Bartimaeus is a picture of the one in such need. His need is, 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 is such weighing on him 
that he finds a way to get to Jesus, even though all the disciples of Jesus try to block the way. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Hush, be quiet. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Don't bother Jesus. You see, his need was so pressing. It weighed on his heart so much that no matter what type of discouragement he faced in the church, the discouragement and the, and the resistance was not enough to keep this man from finding his way to Jesus. I wonder if we're that bold. I wonder sometimes, God, is our faith that strong? That no matter what type of discouragement, even disciples, even brothers and sisters in Christ, throw my way, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do everything in my power to get to Jesus. I wonder that in, in, in times of discouragement, in times of need, we talked Wednesday night when the church can, doesn't have anything to give you. Are we still willing to do what it takes to step up and say, if nobody else is willing to get me to Jesus, I'm going. I'm pressing. If it takes me shouting, if it takes me dancing, when, when nobody else is shouting, am I willing... Hear the context. Hear the application. When nobody else is worshiping, am I willing to be a worshiper? When nobody else is praising, am I willing to be a praiser? When nobody else is on their knees in the altar in prayer, am I willing to stand in the gap and intercede for my pastor, for my church, for my staff, for my family? When no one else seems like they're willing to get me to Jesus, I don't care because I'm going to do what it takes because I have such a urgency in my spirit. I want to do what it takes to get to Jesus. In spite of all such discouragement, Bartimaeus had the grace of perseverance and his faith was rewarded. A lot of times it takes perseverance in your life for your faith to be rewarded. It's not necessarily spiritual highs that God is looking for in your life, but it's more consistency. I've always said this, do we face highs and do we face lows in life? Yes, we do, but no matter where we're, no matter if, if, if things are good or if things are, yet you, God, even though all these things are in my life, yet I will still. That pointer is working this morning. It's working this morning. I'm dangerous with this lapel. I have two. You know, there's a world of insight right here. Verses 47 through 48, there's a world of insight into the use of the one word, heard, by the blind man. It says when he heard Jesus was coming, he couldn't see Jesus. But the ears of the blind are necessarily quick. Meaning when one sense is down, the other senses are. And the Bible says when he heard, Jesus was on the way. When he heard, undoubtedly there was, there was a, a, he couldn't see, 
He couldn't see. He didn't have to see. He didn't have to have the, 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 visual, uh, the vi- visual revelation to call upon the name of Jesus. And a lot of us, I wonder sometimes, I wonder if people are putting stipulations on crying out and following. God, if I, if I could just see this take place in my life. Jesus, if you would just show me a sign. Show me a sign. You better be careful asking for signs out loud because God ain't the only one who's able to put a sign in front of you. That's just a little nugget for somebody. Put that in your pocket, save it for later. He could not see Jesus, but he he heard. And Bartimaeus calls out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David is not so much a name for Jesus as it is a messianic title. Son of David is actually a messianic title. Old Testament actually talks about Jesus being the son of David. That's in Jeremiah 33 and 17. Jeremiah stated that a descendant of David would actually be on the throne forever. The pilgrim crowds in Matthew 21 and 9 They even shouted, proclaiming, Hosanna, son of David, glory in the highest. Because the Jewish people thought that their deliverer from Rome was standing right in front of them. Yes, their Messiah was in front of them, but not in the way that they thought. Did he come to deliver? Did he come to set free? Yes. But not in a political sense. How many of y'all know that's coming? <laughs> get ready. Revel- I, I just read it. Revelation 19, rewind the service. When you get home, you'll, you'll, you'll see that. And the meaning of this title, Son of David, was about to even be in dispute between Jesus and the Pharisees. Because how many of y'all know those in power when they start losing power? Those who have a grip on things when they start losing that grip. Those who think that I'm in control, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm preaching to myself. I like to know that I, I sort of, I got a grip on things, everyone. But it's when we just say, God, it's beyond, it's be, this is beyond me. God, it's out of my control. And this title was about to be in dispute between Jesus And the Pharisees, because Jesus is not just the son of David, but David said this, David also proclaims Jesus as his what? Lord. And Jesus looks at the Pharisees and he's, or basically, see, I love how he does it. He's really having a conversation with his disciples, but I know probably some Pharisees are present because that's how he likes to do things, amen. Amen. It's like I'm, I'm talking to Courtney right here, but I want Dale over here to hear what I'm saying to Courtney. You know what I mean? Y'all have done it too. Don't act like you ain't done it. <laughs> and he's like, if, if, if the Messiah is the son of David, and why did David call him Lord too? Because he's not just the son of, or a descendant of David. He's also the root of Jesse. Yeah. He's, the, he's also, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word, he's also everlasting, omnipotent. And here's Jesus, their Messiah, standing in front of them. 
And at last, Bartimaeus, as a Jew, he had the right, and what he did, he's, he appealed to Jesus' Messiahship. According to the promises of the Old Testament Word of God that he had been brought up being taught, he didn't appeal to Jesus' Messiahship or ask something that was outside the parameters of this word. But he had been taught something. He had been told something. And by faith, he knew that if God was true to his word, that healing power was in the hands of the Messiah. And so no matter what anybody else said, this was his moment. Look at somebody say, it's your moment. It's your moment. Jesus was on the road. Here was blind Bartimaeus, a beggar on the side of the road with a government-issued garment to show people that this, this is a legitimate beggar. He is in need, and when he asks for alms, give it to him. He's in the ditch. He's in a rut. How many of y'all ever, you ever been in a rut before? You ever been in a spiritual rut in your life? He's in the ditch. Things aren't going his way. He's, 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 on, he's, on the, he's, he's, he's in a low point in his life. He's blind. But all of a sudden, he senses his moment. And nothing can stop him from getting to Jesus. The point is to call Jesus by this title, when he called Jesus by the son of David, it was in itself an expression of faith. He expressed faith that Jesus had what it took to bring healing. Bartimaeus throws himself upon the mercy of Jesus, not claiming anything except that healing which was associated with the Messiah blessing, messianic blessing to be brought by David's son in his kingdom. See, when we ask for anything in the name of Jesus, the Bible says that it will be given to us. But I told you last week, this word, the word became what? Flesh. Dwelt among us. See, it's not just asking anything in the name of Jesus, but it's asking in the name of Jesus according to the, the word. And when, when blind Bartimaeus stepped out on faith and he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. This gets the attention of Jesus. It gets the attention. And the Bible says, so Jesus stood still. Wow. He had a mission. He was going to Jerusalem. The Passion Week. The Passion Week was about to be inaugurated. He was on his way to be handed over to the chief priest to be crucified, to die for the sins of the world, but a blind beggar in the ditch by what he said in his act of faith caused Jesus to stop and stand still. Wow. Wow. How many times do you think we've actually have spoken something from the heart by faith with enough power to cause the Son, the Son of God, to stand still in his tracks? Wow. Jesus stood still. He commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind. Oh, all of a sudden, 
all of a sudden, the attitude changes. Jesus is calling him now. Before it was, be quiet. Now it's something else. They called the blind man saying, be of good cheer. The same crowd that was saying, shh, be of good cheer. Wow. Rise, he's calling you. See, the disciples who impedes the way to the master, as the 12 had done before this, is a really contradiction, it's a contradiction in terms because you have a disciple or disciples of Jesus whose very job should be bringing people to or leading people to. But to impede someone from getting to Jesus is contradictory even in terms. Meaning this, we are not true disciples when we impede people or hinder people from getting to Jesus. Chew on that for a moment. I don't know if you want specific examples, come to me and talk to me later. But I don't know if we can handle it right now. See, a true disciple is one who is true to his or her calling who says, as here in this scripture, take heart, rise, he's calling you. Here's your application today. Already those blessed are the note takers for they will be rewarded. Amen. A true disciple does three things. Y'all ready for this? Number one, they said, take heart. A true disciple encourages. A true disciple encourages. When you are around a true disciple of Jesus Christ, you should feel encouraged. Really. When it's bad, you should feel encouraged. When it's good, you should feel encouraged. When you've done wrong, you still should feel encouraged. Because even when you've done wrong, there's still hope. A true disciple always uh, uh, conveys a message of hope Healing, deliverance, breakthrough, freedom, even repentance should be encouraging to the church because true repentance gets us back to the heart of Jesus. A true disciple brings encouragement. The opposite of that, of that is discouragement. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready. <laughs> See, encouragement is a spiritual gift. So that means that discouragement is the opposite of what the Holy Spirit brings into the life. So if you are a person of discouragement, true disciple encourages, not discourages. Look at your neighbor and say, get better, not bitter. <laughs> Take heart. Rise. Look at your neighbor and say, rise. Rise. I like how Michael said that back there. See, a true disciple not only encourages, a true disciple edifies. The Bible says it this way. We are to build up one another. Lift up, pray for, love one another. Meaning this, edify. 
Edify means to build up. The opposite of edify or the opposite of build up is to tear down. That's Satan's job. Who are you a follower of? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at today. Are we, are, are we, as believers, are we true disciples of Jesus? Or are we following the ways of this world and the, way, the ways of the, of, the, of, of, of the enemy? To discourage and to tear down is the ways of the enemy. To edify, to build up, to encourage is the way of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And a true disciple of Christ... Instead of impeding the way to Jesus, well, you don't have this. You don't know this. You don't, and, and we'll find, a, you know what? A, a, a religious person who's got religiosity all over them will find every excuse in the book to, 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 to tell that person why they're not ready to go to Jesus. You're not ready because of this. You're not ready because of that. You don't, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Gets on my nerves sometimes. But I still love that person. And here's the thing. When we edify and when we build each other up, we make each other better. We make each other better. We're better together. God designed the church to make each other better, not bitter. And when we come together and we assemble ourselves together, you should know you can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. Lord, I didn't even have, that's not in my notes, but I just, that just came. You can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. Well, now you're just judging. No, I'm not judging you. But I know what type of fruit. I don't have to know, I don't have to, I, I don't, I, I got to move on. Edify one another. Be of good cheer, rise. He's, how many about? Come on. Be of good cheer, rise. He's calling you. We on the same page? We in the same scripture? Okay. Be of good cheer, rise. He's calling you. Be of good cheer, rise. Praise God. Okay, we're on the same page now. A true disciple. Encourages, edifies, and number three is an extension of Jesus. Meaning we communicate what he has already said. If he ain't said it, we don't say it. See, we've got a lot of people turning away from God today because we've got people who are saying things that, and they're blaming it on God. They're blaming it on God. They're saying it's God. They're saying it's Jesus, but Jesus ain't said it. And a true disciple of Christ is an extension of Jesus. Just like my staff is an extension of me. If Pastor Brandon's there, I'm there. If Pastor Jennifer's there, I'm there. If Rosa's there, I'm there. If Renee's there, I'm there. If Pastor Adam, Kayla, they're an extension of me. You're an extension of this church. You are. You represent forward church everywhere you go. Not only that, you represent God. <laughs> I hope we represent God. Time out. That's why we stopped giving out bumper stickers. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just going to be honest with you. That's why we stopped giving out bumper stickers. Not because we don't love you. It's just I don't trust some of your driving. Because, yeah, some of y'all be cutting people off in traffic, and then all of a sudden, forward church. Okay. <laughs> and here's what the blind man dig, did. Can you dig it? No. <laughs> Throwing aside his garment. Now, I got an Alabama shirt on under this, so y'all just going to have to, you know. No, no, calm down, calm down. If you can't get excited for Jesus, then. Woo. Throwing aside his garment. I threw it. I didn't know he was coming. That wouldn't, me being rude, by the way. Throwing aside his garment, he came to Jesus. Why is that so significant? Because that was a demonstration of faith before the miracle even took place. That was, blind Bartimaeus was saying, which by the way, I don't know why we still call him blind Bartimaeus, he was healed. Seeing Bartimaeus. Seeing Bartimaeus threw aside his garment as a beggar, because he knew that the one who had everything he needed was right there. No matter if he got what he needed yet, he knew that his provision was standing right there in front of him. What you need to understand today is you may not already have what you need, but your provision is already right here in front of you. Your provision, Jesus said, I am that I am. Meaning everything you need, whatever you need him to be, that is what he is. And there is a joyous and reckless response when the soul becomes suddenly responsive to the call of Jesus. Meaning he's calling you. He's calling you. Jesus right here in this moment, be of good cheer. Rise, I'm calling you. The same words that was spoken to Bartimaeus, seeing Bartimaeus, it's the same words that he's spoken, speaking to you today. Be of good cheer. Rise, I'm calling you. And a lot of times what we do is we come to Jesus and we have our beggar's garment. We have whatever cloak on. We, we, have, we wear our garment because that garment defines us and that garment has become part of our DNA. It is ingrained in us because that's who people has called you. Your entire life. There's negative Nancy. There's Doubting Thomas. You're always going to be on welfare. See, it, 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 I, I wish I could trust you sometimes to put two and two together, but I, I don't know if I It's not that I don't. Sometimes I, I, I stop somewhere and I just want you to put two and two together because some of you have placed things on yourself or this world has placed on you that when you come to Jesus, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta throw that garment off. I had quick testimony. I know I'm going over my time. It's 12:11. If you gotta go, go. But here's the thing. I had a guy in my student ministry in North Alabama. He was 18 years old. 18 years old. Well-bodied individual had the potential to be a fine young man. 
He came, to, he came to us asking for help one day, financial help. And here's what, here's what I did and some of the staff uh, uh, at the church that I served. He's, we said, well, so-and-so's in the church. This is a business owner. He's actually hiring right now. Can we, can we help you find a job? Well, you know what? If I, I got to be careful because if I do that, it might mess up my SSI. Now, if you're disabled and you can't work and you need it, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not preaching at you. But I'm going to tell you what this man's issue was. He got SSI because that's what his parents got his whole life. That's what his grandparents, it was a generational thing. And he bought into this mentality that he was never going to be anything more than what had been placed on, that, on his name, on his family name. Some of you have a family name. Oh, I feel this. I got chills right now. Some of you have a family name that for generations has been associated with this. And I proclaim today is somebody's breakthrough. Somebody, you are never going to be known any longer by what this world and what the enemy has associated and tied to your family name. I'm here to proclaim that God in his promises and what he has spoken over you is greater than the curse of this world. Jesus broke the curse at the cross. So Jesus proposes the same question. What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbanai, that I may receive my sight. Rabbanai, that I may receive my sight. Here's a man right here who knows exactly what he wants from God. He doesn't beat around the bush. He doesn't come up to Jesus and say, Jesus, he's not trying to be manipulative. manipulative. Will you give me whatever I ask for? Say, I'm plain talk, easy understood type of guy. You start beating around the bush to me, I'm just like, get to the point. Come on. Blind Bartimaeus, seeing Bartimaeus, got to the point. He's like, I want to see Jesus. He didn't beat around the bush. And here's what, here's what is so awesome about this. He used a title for Jesus, Rabbanai. Rabbanai, translated Master. I'm closing with this. Rabbanai translated master. What did I say to begin with? You had two disciples who were seeking positions of honor. And you had a blind beggar in a ditch. And his lowest point in his life was down and out. Whose name translated means son of honor. Does not seek a position of honor with Jesus but appeals to Jesus by faith through the word of God, knowing and believing that the one who's standing in front of him has everything he needs to provide him what he's asking for. And instead of seeking a position of honor or a place of honor, he humbles himself, giving honor to the one whom honor is due, which is not him, but him. And when you do that and when we do that, that is a heart and an attitude that Jesus says.
I can, I can work with that. I can work with that. I can work with that. Verse 52. Everybody stand. I'm going to close. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight. And the Bible says he followed Jesus on the road. I could bring out so many different points right here, but I want to make this point. The one who was blind can now see. The one who was beggar, who was in need, now had everything he needed. The one who was in a spiritual rut, in a ditch, on the side of the road, is now following Jesus on the road. Not only did his geographical position change, everything changed. You see, when you call on the name of Jesus with the right heart and with the right attitude and the right mind, I need someone to come help me pray. When you call on Jesus with the right heart, with the right mind and with the right attitude, listen to me, everything changes. Everything. Everything changes. Jesus has the power to change everything in your life. Ever had that bowed over we hope you've been blessed by today's message. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent episodes. To find out more, visit us at forwardchurchonline.com. There you can connect with us, learn more about our ministries, and submit any prayer requests you may have. We hope you join us again soon.